Agut Erev Shabbos Mevorchim Parsha Shmini. We are standing today, Isru Chag, of the most unusual Pesach that we ever experienced so far in our lifetimes. Now I'm certain that for many people, there were certain magical moments that we had on this Pesach because of these very unusual circumstances. And at the same time, it's only natural that many of us had many challenging moments. Whether you're single, mamish by yourself, when it comes to the many other challenges, people who are having health challenges and other challenges connected to these unusual times. And specifically, as Yidin, that were educated to spend our time, Shabbos and Yantiv, especially together as a community, being away from our shuls, being away from our communal members, basically spending Pesach on our own brings, up, brings about its unique challenges. And this is particularly underlined when it comes to us Hasidim, who were properly educated by the Rebbe, that we should really anticipate and look forward for the coming of Mashiach every single day. And how much more did these circumstances bring about that anticipation and that awaiting that and how great would it have been had Mashiach come over Pesach? And people are really expecting for it to happen. So comes the first days, the first Seder, and the second Seder, and Ba'adai and Leiba. Well, at least we have the last days of Pesach. Then comes the last days of Pesach, which is days, as Hasidus points out, in celebration already of the future, already in celebration of the coming of Mashiach. And Mashiach is not here on the seventh day of Pesach, and Mashiach is not here on the eighth day of Pesach. And then it comes to Su'udas Mashiach, Suudas Mashiach, up until this year, even though we're still in Golos, we, especially in Solo, always merited to mamish tap into the Ruach of Mashiach. When we together as a community would celebrate, would sing and would dance, not on the dance on the ground, dance on the chairs and dance on the tables and feel like we're dancing mamish in the ear. And we all had this chuz together, because we were together, to tap into something that is beyond the current Golos setting. And comes this year, not we are with our Chavedim. We're sitting in our homes. And Va'oid Vahua Iker and Mashiach is not yet here. It's only natural that people should feel a letdown and people should feel a disappointment. And people, yes, yeah, should feel anguish. How can it be? Why, why didn't it happen yet? What is God Almighty waiting for? And the main question is, where do we go from here? So firstly, we look into the Parsha. And it's amazing how this week's Parsha has a message for this question and for this anguish and it sheds light on how to march forward This week we read about the events that happened on the eighth day after Moshe Rabbeinu spent one week training his brother and his sons in their function, their future function of serving Askoihanim. Those seven days are known as the Shiva Simei Hamaluyim. But now begins the parsha that Vayihi Bayoim Hashmini, it was on the eighth day, which is really the first day that Aaron becomes the Kohen Gadol. So Aaron had his four sons with him. This was the day of his life and tragedy strikes and the worst of tragedies and two of Aaron and Elisheva's sons, their elder sons, pass away. And right after the Torah records the tragedy, 
gives the Torah a commandment, a negative mitzvah for the Kahanim, that a Koyin is not allowed to enter, to serve in the temple, to serve in the Mishkan, under the influence of wine, etc., etc. And as the Gemara points out, that according to some opinions, the reason why the elder two sons, Nadav and Avihu, passed away, is because they entered under the influence. And the Rambam, that the Rebbe quoted so many times, in Hilchais Bias HaMikdash, in Perek Aleph Allah Zayin, says the following, that because of this rule, Hadin Noisin, that a Koyin nowadays, who does not know, exactly what family of Kahanim he belongs to and what week and what day of the week will he be instructed and and in charge of serving in the Mishkan, a Koyan really should never be allowed to drink wine because if he drinks wine right now, Mashiach can come right now and he won't be allowed to do the Avaidah. Elama, that Amr writes the following, that even though that is a possibility that we have to anticipate, and in, in other words, that when Mashiach will come, Mashiach's coming and the building of the Beis Amigdash will happen so quick that if one is under the influence, the time that's needed for that influence to wear off, that halachically is between 18 and 24 minutes, that, the time that it takes to walk a mill, during that time, the Kain already theoretically will be instructed to serve in the Mishkan. However, in the time that will be needed in addition for him to find out what family he belongs to and therefore what week and what day of the week is he responsible in doing the Avaida, that will take another couple of minutes. And therefore, he's allowed to drink wine right now because Mashiach, which is coming right this moment, won't him being under the influence, won't get in the way by not allowing him to work, because anyways, this amount of time is needed for him to find out this detail of exactly who, what, when, and where, what family he belongs to, and therefore what week and what day of the week is he is he uh, responsible of doing the Avaid. Wow. In other words, that we learn from a halacha based on this week's Parsha, that the possibility of Mashiach coming is so real that without finding this loophole, a Koyan, no Koyan would ever be allowed to drink wine ever in Golos. Why? Because Mashiach can come this moment and within the time that it takes to walk a mill, everything will be set up to the point that if he would talk and know what family he belongs to, he would already begin doing the In other words, that Yiddishkeit, and as Hasidus emphasizes, which gives us the meaning and goal of our lives, and the goal of our lives should be, ideally should be what God's goals of creation is. And the goal of creation is for the days of Mashiach. That is something that has to be so deeply ingrained within us that we live constantly anticipating B'chol Yoim, that Mashiach is coming today. And true, there are times, as we experienced, and many times over, that there were expectations and there were hopes, and there should be expectations and there should be hopes, but somehow we have this koyach that comes from our godly soul, it's not rational, that we keep on with the same emunah, and we keep up with the same anticipation. And it's taked, no answer why Mashiach is not here until now, but we have emunah shalema that noch before Shabbos Mashiach is coming. And I would like to conclude with the following story. We all know that in the Warsaw Uprising, 
which is a very inspiring story. I mean, reading the tragic moment in our history, how you had over 400,000 Jews that were crowded in this ghetto in Warsaw, and how they were dying from malnutrition and from disease and from deportations. And during, in 1943, at a certain moment, when they wanted to deport a large amount of Jews, really to their deaths, they refused to go. And a few Yidin that had no training, no military training, and very limited, that had, that had very little access to arms, they got together, they banded together, and they made an uprising against the trained Germans. The uprising began Pesach time, April 19th, and it lasted until May 16th. And that inspired many other Yidin to rise up against the Germans, Yemach Shemam. So during the end of this uprising, the Germans killed many Yidin by burning the buildings, building to building. And the Yidin that were, that were hiding, they got, they died, they, either they died from, they were breathing smoke inhalation or they got burned. So one of the letters that were written by those fighters that were, that made it almost until the end was a Jew that was a God-fearing Jew, a God-believing Jew. And he writes a letter to God. And it's a lengthy letter how circumstances, how Ashgacha Pratis created for him all of the reasons for him to give up his belief in God. And he writes all of the terrible things that happened from the beginning of the war throughout the Warsaw Ghetto up until this moment. And he says that in spite of all of this, even though rationally I should have given up my belief in you, God, he writes, you know what? I win. You know why I win? Because in this moment I declare, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikeinu, Hashem Echad. And this is the emuna that the Rebbe gave mamish to each and every chassid. Every single Shabbos Bayef Abrengen, my friends, those of us who had this chus to be there, we mamish were, were convinced that Mashiach is coming before we're going to bench. The Rebbe spoke with such power. The Rebbe told us that we're not benching here in Crown Heights. We're benching in Yerushalayim. And week in and week out, we witnessed how it's possible. It's not rational. But this is coming from something much greater than reason that we all have within us, this Gavaldike Amuna. And it's an Amuna that brings power to our lives. It inspires us with Simcha. We are looking forward to the most amazing moment in history from the creation of the world. And in spite of the fact that true, we are after the Yom Tov of Pesach, and how great would it have been had Mashiach come yesterday and had Mashiach come a year ago and had Mashiach come a hundred years ago. Nevertheless, we all declare Erev Shabbos Shemini that Ani Mamin Bemuna Shalema Beviyas HaMashiach and as the Rebbe told us that Bechol Yoyim that Mashiach, we believe that Mashiach is coming today Mamish and this is a belief that inspires us, that infuses our lives with joy and infuses our life with purpose and Hashem should help each and every one of us that all of the challenges will go away and they should go away because we are together going to witness the greatest miracles of all times and that is the imminent coming of Mashiach Tzidkeinu Amen Chevra Agut and Afrelech and Agazunta Shabbos Mevarchim Chodesh Iyar